Welcome to Life in the Music Business, a masterclass with Professor Pooch and your host, Bassface. Hey, how's it going, guys? And welcome back to Life in the Music Business with Professor Pooch. Thanks again for everybody tuning in. Don't forget that you can watch our entire Life in the Music Business podcast on YouTube, or you can listen to it on audio on all major platforms. So feel free to pick the medium that feels best and um, closest to you and be able to just start sharing and, and keep liking and subscribing our profile and help us build. And, yep. uh, and as of now, we got 20 episodes up. So so go watch. And um, today we're all over the place a little bit. There's going to be a lot of different things that are going to be covered. So it's just how life goes. And um, there's going to be no particular order that it comes out, but just just hang in there, listen, and enjoy. Well, look, it, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's like we're recording this like right after Christmas. It's like leading into New Year's. It's the holiday season. So we're all over the place because that's the way life is right now. <laughs> Uh, nowadays, the great thing about the internet and everything is you could put out any multiple styles of music all over the place if you feel like it. And, you know, my thing is, hey, I've always been of the type, you know, wherever the song takes me, it takes me. And I end up writing all styles of songs because it just where it took me. Now, but the interesting part, and you'll find with yourself, is that you'll notice it'll still be a part of you no matter what style you go into. With me, it's a certain chord structures and rhythms and things like that. I'm a rocker. That's, so that's my background as a rocker. That's what I, if I had, you know, if I wanted to be a rock star, that's what I would want to be. Uh, but, you know, good hard, I like really hard rock with a melody. But I work, God, I've written soft ballads. I, but see, a good song could be arranged in any style. I'll lay you a bed with a couple of the songs you just played a little while ago, the ballad type things. I bet they could be dance songs because if it's a good song, it can be, and I can hear them. So you do remixes of your stuff and give them choices. <laughs> hey, you want to hear the... Which version would you like to hear? <laughs> the point is, I don't care what... See, they're telling you the way when people knock anybody or their styles and songs and stuff, they're just, they have their preferences. Look, we all do. We all have preferences, just like mine's hard rock, okay? We have our preferences. It doesn't mean it can't be a great song in another style, you know, where everybody, you know, wherever it takes you, it's, my thing is, you know, they'll say, Pooch, do you like hip-hop or do you like, you know, all that stuff. I said, look, there's only two kind of songs. They're either good or they ain't, <laughs> you know. I want a song that grabs me and takes me on that mini vacation to the other dimension, you know, some other dimension. Just grabs me and takes me, you know, and there's, there's no like that nowadays so let me do it let me fucking yeah, do it the thing is you you should be you i mean you know i have to be me i you know they try to turn me into something i wasn't and that wasn't me so now i can do whatever the hell i want so and i work at all styles what's the difference it just the song tells me if it like the joke the best way to explain it the joke to me is what kind of music they're like 
I said, if you give me country words, you're going to get country music. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just, it's where it takes me. That's all. And like some of my songs, like they'll hear my song and they'll say, well, I can hear it a little faster. And, you know, hey, God bless you. Have fun. You know, exactly. wherever you want, you know, uh, that's cool with me. And uh, in the business, from a business sense, it's a publisher's dream. It's songs that could be done by hundreds of artists. That's where they make their money. Yeah, that's why buying all these catalogs. I feel like that's super, that's like a, that's like a hidden gem in the industry, I feel like, because not many people actually pay attention to that. They're just worried about making music, but they're not worried about like what's actually happening in the one song. They're more worried about making 20 songs when all those 20 songs could have been one if they really took their time. Well, I mean, I only could speak for me, but a lot of people say, well, I write a song of that, you know, kind of thing. No, I, I don't do that. I, I write a song when it hits me. Uh, I'm more into quality, in my opinion of quality, over quantity, you know? And uh, I don't finish a song if it doesn't feel like it's going any place that's taking me somewhere. I want a song I can feel. Now, I'm, I'm like fortunately for me i feel that uh, all my songs are the way i think and everything is based from the piano so i'm able to do a lot of different voicings because yeah well you're lucky at that because you can actually play piano <laughs> you know and that's a big thing i mean that's really important you know nowadays a lot of people really they have keyboards but they don't know how to play it Exactly. You know, if I say, hey, play a C sharp minor seventh there, they're going to look at me, huh? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's really helpful. If I was a musician looking for a studio, I mean, I would, well, I want them, I would, let's say I was looking for a studio. Well, I always say that the main things are can they give you what you want and need? And does it feel comfortable? And of course, that you can afford. But things that would interest me is, if I'm looking for musicians with it, like I've done some of my rock stuff, you know, I went to a rock drummer that I knew I liked and he knew the other musicians that would fit perfectly for what I wanted to do. And that's a big step for me right there. If, you know, if I'm doing live stuff, I mean, when I had my studio, I just played most of the stuff myself. I mean, once in a while, we'd have a stray saxophonist or, uh, <laughs> or you know, sometimes a lead guitar. Uh, you know, when I'm doing the demo stuff here, you know, it was great. You know, to me, home studios are demo studios. Now, with nowadays with, with the new equipment and computers, you know, that's all you need. I mean, I literally used to just make music on my laptop for like five years. Just that's, how, that's the only thing I use. You use synthesizers, that type of stuff. And then I started out getting, uh, building more and getting more speakers and stuff. But I, I used to just like use headphones or like a pair of speakers that were in my house and I got a lot done. Well, you could do so much. Somebody just sent me a thing on Messenger today uh, of a, a attachment, like a digital attachment to your guitar that make it sound like it's going through a tube amp. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're going to keep creating, you know, with computers, you know, they can do all kinds of stuff. But by the way, you know, people will say, oh, I wrote that song years ago. So what? Songs don't change. I've had people take some of my songs that I wrote 30 years ago, 
it's the sounds and the production will change and the arrangements, you know, whatever. But there's still the basic words and melody. And, you, you know, you can play off of it. Yeah. You know, it's, de it's definitely for a lot of kinds of music. Yeah, and it's like you can take that same approach with every style of music. I mean, that's how I feel that artists make themselves unique by, like, putting their own slant on things. Everything doesn't need to be, like – you know what I mean? You don't need to abide by all the rules. You're allowed to break them because there's really no right or wrong in music. I, even in my book, even in my songwriter's uh, book, I'll say, you know, read this with caution, but I give them like about 20 things to definitely think about about constructing and making a, what it takes to make a great song. And then I basically tell them, now stop thinking about it and just write what you feel. Let it out, you know? But you'll have things to think about, you know, okay, you know, this is this is a good hook or whatever like that. But some of the greatest songs ever break all the rules. If it works, it works. But, you know, there's some things that could get you started and guiding you stuff. I remember back, oh God, this goes back a lot of years, 40 years or so. I purposely tried to write a commercial song because I wasn't commercial in the least, okay? So I tried and I got it to work. I kind of liked it and stuff. And then what happened was I just forgot everything after that. And for now, my songs come out somewhat marketable, but I'm not trying to. You know, it's just I had to get it over and done with kind of it. Yeah. I mean, I always had, there's like a certain process I go through as well, but mine's more methodical in a way, but it's all based on feeling, but I'm also able to use the uh, different techniques to be able to go from one chord to another, but using other chords. And yeah, and you can switch from piano. Because I, I sometimes some of my songs were obviously going to be piano songs and some were going to be more guitar songs. Yeah. And I, I, you know, and you could do that. I can do that. We, you switch off and it's for a different thing. If I want to start rocking away, man, I'm picking up the guitar, you know. But if I'm writing a ballads like you were showing me, I, I want to have a keyboard. And it's, I think the emphasis here is that um, no matter what you do, don't ever think that your ideas are bad because one day they can actually, they, I mean, somebody might love them. You may hate them, but they're still worth money. They could still do something huge, even no matter how old they are, no matter whether or not you like it, it doesn't matter because it's- Yeah, but a lot of times the musicians don't like it because it's the most marketable song they have. I, I run into that when I see people are close, real close to songs that show me. I'll say, play me a song you don't like that you wrote, and it's usually the best song because <laughs> they're just it's just a great song, but it doesn't mean if it's marketable that it doesn't necessarily have integrity. It can have integrity and be marketable. Some lines are worth repeating, you know, <laughs> like a hook. They're worth repeating because they bring out the song. By the way. Keep in mind something is that everybody has a different mood every day. It's a little different in some way. Well, if you're going to be writing, write in that mood of the day. You know? And if there's another day you feel, oh, I, oh man, I feel you know, really up or whatever, whatever, you know, just let it go in that direction. And whatever comes out, comes out. It works or it doesn't. That's all. <laughs> I, I, I find that the lyrics are the... Um... I mean, I have my own method for the lyrics too, but I feel like 
it's like sometimes it's it's difficult to do something simple but i'm always trying to write from my feelings and what i feel at that moment whether it's happy sad or whatever i just kind of like the way it should be yeah i I write all my feelings down then i kind of sort through it and kind of get the rhythms right once i have them yeah yeah oh the worst thing you could do this has screwed up so many songwriters that could have written great songs they get they get in this mood and they start writing this first line and they love it and then they put their mind to rhyming the next line <laughs> and it takes them out of the mood because then you think i love what you said just get your emotions and feelings down then make it into a song you know and when you're doing that but feeling certain words will jump out at you and say oh this would make a great hook you know you just don't know and by the way one of the weird things about me uh, you're going to find out with writing words. I always write them backwards. It always ends up, uh, say it has to have three verses, just say. Uh, the song had three verses. They'd be backwards. Three becomes one. <laughs> Two's okay. And, the, you know, it, because I start writing at a certain point and then I build a build, but sometimes it has to be shifted around. That's all. And, yeah, I would say, about, yeah, yeah, first of all, if you're trying to place a song you shouldn't have a voice like mine <laughs> which is like a harder raspy or rocky and you should have you know somebody and especially one of the major things if you're trying to place a song with a particular artist you want an artist that somehow sings somewhat in the genre and style of the artist you're trying to present the song to nice. that always helps but my my the problem with me on doing demos and it's really hard for me is i can't help it i have a very expressive voice and that's not good for a demo it's not good for background vocals either there are people that are great at backgrounds can't do leads and there are people great at leads that can't sing backgrounds it's just the way it is that's interesting that's very interesting actually because i mean you just hard you know just hold like a background you know, and hold it, you know, stuff like that. Wow. I mean, you got me thinking on that. I'm just, I just. <laughs> yeah, well, there's so many things. And writing a song, man, I have, everybody's got to feel what's best for them. I've written my best songs driving in a car with a portable recorder. Mm-hmm. That's, that, believe it or not, the, the, some of the best songs I've written too were in the car because like you, you had told me that it's like you're focusing on driving. You can't, you don't want to crash your car. So you're, but you're like, you're distracted by driving and then it just, just driving, but you're humming or singing or whatever and stuff. It also helps start with the lead melody or the lyrics first and then construct the song around that. i most of the time like that better because it's less limiting than writing to a beat or an already made production. Yeah. Well, what part to start at? I mean, some people started verse, some people started chorus. Uh, I mean, writing-wise, because nowadays, the, a lot of times, the chorus in a recording starts out. But uh, it just goes where it goes. And I might just pick, uh, the hook might come to me and while I'm driving or whatever I'm doing. Uh, the hook might come to me first. It, you know, so then I have to build up to it with a verse, because if you have a hook thing, it's the culmination. The words are a culmination of everything in the verse. In the chorus, you're bringing it up, you know, that's why I love you or something, you know. And you've been explaining in the verse that certain things that 
make you love them. Okay. I, my question uh, is at what point um, are like, for what reason do you think that the songwritership of music from whether it's the sixties or seventies compared to like nowadays, like what was that shift and why, why did they take that step back from the, the intensity of, of making sure there's changes in the song and writing songs like American pie. And uh, uh, I mean, I can go down no, I know what you're saying. your uh, state of mind. Like, why is it different? It, it's just different in every age. What well, does the popular sound like the well, more part of, part of it is think about it. Part of it is technology. Before the 2000s, you know, well, 1990s, I mean, I started in 85 with my equipment, but the, you know, it made it available to the masses to be able to try things. And a lot of people haven't had the musical training like that you or I have. So they go with wherever they go, you know, musically. And if it's just for what they hear on the radio, it's just simple or whatever it is. And if that's the way they go, that's the way they go. Uh, they're just different. But the point is, as I was saying before, we were talking, I don't know if we're recording or whatever, but that the uh, they're buying up catalogs of old songs because the old songs are playing more on Spotify. People are picking them over the new stuff. Yeah, it makes it's a like lot of- like 50-50 or something. Because that's why, why do you think, you'll see, look on your the internet, they're buying catalogs. God, they just bought Bob Dylan's for $300 million. Now, believe me, they're old songs, a lot of those songs, into the 60s and 70s. Now, do you think somebody's going to put up $300 million unless they know they can make a lot of money on it? Yeah, exactly. And it may even be over five years, but that that catalog of those songs, I mean, they're classics and they'll never go, they'll never go away. It's just one they of the- They become worth more and more and more. <laughs> It's just the way it is because there's so many more avenues to put the songs, like whether it's a film or TV show or video game or a commercial or this or that. I mean, you know, that TikTok thing with the Fleetwood Mac song, you know, Dreams, it was from 1978 and all of a sudden they're on the charts again with that same album from the 70s because this guy on a TikTok was singing the song, The Dreams, da da da, drinking cranberry sauce or something. And they played along with it, Fleetwood Mac. Uh, the drummer did his version on a skateboard and or something, or skates. Stevie did it with something. I, I forget how she did it. But they played along with it, and it, it came out great, you know. They made a ton of money from this guy on a skateboard on TikTok. And a lot of the record companies have taken note of that kind of stuff. Yeah, they've been signing. So when I, when I was... Uh... I started working in New York. I noticed that the the labels are more going towards like the uh, the 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 viral stuff because it's just like a, the, the that that the yeah. But part of it is that they're putting their songs, having it done viral. They're almost like the viral TikToks are almost like influencers paying people to put the stuff on their TikTok. Yeah, exactly. Dances or something. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot they of. No, I mean, that's one thing. If people have asked me, they know I do 10,000 different things. If I had to choose just one thing and I wasn't allowed to do anything else, I would write songs. Hey, well, with all of this that we have going on, that's the goal here. I'm on the same boat as you. Yep. 
but there's nothing like multiple sources of income that keeps you eating while you're doing whatever you like to do. And, and there's no reason why you can't make money from it. You know, you know, it only takes one song. It's funny. I set people up as small companies. All they need is one hit song and all of a sudden, boom, they're a big company. It's just, you never know the, you know, it's that the being at the right place at the right time with the right song and stuff like that. That's, you know? that, that type of stuff is that type of stuff excites me. You know what I mean? And, um, well, it'll happen. Just keep, my thing is to people always just keep writing <laughs> because there's times and places for all kinds of songs. And if you get some good songs together and then, then you, you deal with the stuff of, uh, you know, placements and things like that, marketing and all kinds of things that we go to like with the step three or the three step program and stuff yeah. on professorpooch.com wealth of knowledge on that website for anybody that isn't already familiar with it you can go on there uh see everything that pooch has to offer and i mean his entire his entire life is in writing in book <laughs> it's <laughs> also in <an> audio 90 <laughs> percent of stuff in audio i have to catch up on a couple it's just hard to just there's only i need a 36 hour day that's all yeah well i mean you could, you could basically make a 36 hour day because you just combine two days together <laughs> <laughs> boy yeah i think both of us have done that recently we're asleep what's that what's yeah, that I've been, if you're an entrepreneur there's no alarm clocks you know you're you're awake when you have to be awake that's all if you want to get something done well believe it or not i've been forcing myself not to sleep um i've just been making sure that i can put as much time into what i have to do at the moment, and it, it may have been even just small things, but just focusing the time and, and building that habit, I just, I was like, screw it, I don't need to sleep, I'll sleep, I've been sleeping like two hours a day for the last like two, three weeks, and it's just like. Oh, no, you, you know, you do have to listen to your body. If your body says, crash, crash, mm -hmm. seriously, you know, you do need it, you know, you don't need a lot, you don't have to sleep eight hours, but the point is that if your body says, crash, crash, I, you know, I, I still catch myself like six or seven in the morning looking at the clock. Oh, I should probably go to sleep. No, but if I'm still going, I'm still going. But if it's 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. and my body says, ah, uh, pooch, you better get some sleep, then I do it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I do listen to my body. And uh, I mean, it depends. I mean, I'm not, definitely not sleeping eight hours. I'll tell you that. The most I usually sleep is like four, four to six, but... Um, I, I, I'll take a nap during the day or something to be able to keep going, but I'm just, I, I'm, I'm on a mission right now and I, I'm, I can't let nothing stop me. And no, I understand that. But my thing is, that, you know, if you, if the ideas keep coming, yeah, keep working. But if you just, you know, reach that point where you need to eat or sleep or something like that, or remember, take those big, deep breaths that always comes in handy. Yeah. It's, 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 so it, it, even whether you're nervous or you're tense or whatever, this or that, even if you're just lethargic, you know, like you feel like you're falling asleep, take deep breaths. It's good energy is good energy. Either way, it's going to help you. So the energy is really important. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's our fuel. Just like you put gas in a car, well, you got to put oxygen in your body. So people... I know we have certain different kinds of 
topics, main topics on a lot of the shows, not all of them, but a lot of the shows are main topics, even though we go off and kilter different places because that's life in the music business. But to get a real picture of the music industry, you gotta listen to or watch on YouTube all the shows. It's just super important because it's a culmination. You'll be seeing the ways to think and how, how I come up with these out of strange things. Just the idea is to get your own creativity moving in the direction, you know, that you want to go. But, you know, letting the walls down and just opening yourself up to, to everything to, and to the best you you can be. And that's, that's what this master class is about. It's supposed to be to, to help everyone be able to, you know, take in everything that they, you know, hear. And it makes you start thinking about things. And that's the idea. It's not just what, what Baseface and I are talking about. It's, it's going to get you, oh, well, God, from that idea, I'll get this other idea. It's like when I drive in a car and writing songs. Uh, a lot of times I'll have the radio on and then I'll hear a song and it gives me a totally different idea, but it gives me an idea. Mm. Yeah, just maybe some words or a couple notes and all of a sudden, wait a minute, and I'll shut off the radio. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> that's a lot of things we're going to be talking about are all over the place, but that's the way it is in the music business. It's all over the place. And the idea is just to get comfortable in it and have fun. You know, you see it, man, I, I'm a pretty laid back guy, you know, and it's just, let's have fun with it. But meanwhile, you know, I want to protect you, you know, that whole, you know, I want you respected, protected and paid. <laughs> yeah, it's an important thing because you just got to, you just got to get the, you got to get the job done. You got to stay protected and um, understand what you have and what you, what you actually can own, understanding how to let other people use what you own while still owning it yeah well you license people that's the best thing is just you never sell or give away things you know you license it 300 million and then you get (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean yeah you you want to build up a catalog of stuff and sometimes the song's not ready i think the beatles when they did when i'm 64 he wrote that like 12 or 15 years before they ever recorded that, you know, it just was, he was like 17 or something when he wrote that song. Well, look, folks, we're all over the place today, but sometimes that's good because that's the way life is. So look, please tune in for the next episode. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching. Tune in for the next episode.